podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Straightcast, joined by Daniel Ardiello to discuss the one and the fee against Aston Villa. Nards, we spoke briefly last week in the lead up to this match and we were we both were in agreement that this was a game that Manchester United must win. These are the games that if we are talking about challenging for titles, challenging for silverwares, beating Aston Villa was a must and they ultimately flopped. The performance was poor. Um, the manager used some deflection tactics after the game to take away from the, the performance itself. But Nards, I don't think he can do that for very much longer because the performance needs to pick up. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, touching on the deflection tactics, a bit amateurish, really, wasn't it? I think for me, he, he wasn't offside. Uh, it was a, it was a great header for me, uh, and, and that's coming from Manchester United. And I don't think he's offside. Mm. I also think the tactics that the Villa players use to put—I mean, that's to, to, for the penalty. That that happens every time there's a penalty. That there's nothing new there. You just got to take responsibility uh, when you when you lose a game like that. Take it on the chin. Accept that we weren't good enough, and, and things have to change drastically soon because you've got to win your home games throughout the season against practically every team in the league, especially the, the teams that aren't, the, you know, the supposed top six teams, you've got to win them. And, and, it, and those, those three drop points Sunday could, could, cost, could cost you, you know, a chance at winning the title. That, that's how big it is, no matter how early in the season. The biggest problem that I have with the game on Sunday was sitting there and watching it and looking at what we started with and what we have on the bench, the attacking players on display. Um, I'm a huge supporter of the manager, Solskjaer. And this is where I think he could have a big problem as, this, as the weeks go on, is that we haven't seen any real phases of play yet, uh, any, any style that he's going to ad- 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 adopt, apart from get the ball into the box to Ronaldo. That, that that's pretty much what it's been. Now, he deserves time with this too. It, there's a number of new players after coming in, including Sancho, and they all need time. But he's got one of the best goal scorers in the world right now. You have to be, you have to be beating Villa. And I think the more results that we get like this and the hiccup in the League Cup, the hiccup in the Champions League, it just means the quicker people are going to ask, well, what else does he need? You know, we know, we know, we know, we need to be a midfielder, but we we had so many chances against Villa. But how many did we have that were real clear cut, real proper chances? And it's just, it's, it's not terrifying. People should be coming to Old Trafford and seeing the team sheet and think, "Fuck, we're in for a ride here," and yeah. just not the case. And you, you can we can pin it on things. And Solskjaer talked about the offside goal. 
would have to, we had the missed penalty, which is obviously freak. Um, on the missed penalty nards, what were you thinking about Bruno Ronaldo? Because it became a bit of a topic of this discussion after the game because Bruno missed. I have been saying for some time though that Bruno should remain on penalties. I don't see a reason to change that. Yeah, I, I understand both viewpoints. If I'm being brutally honest, I probably thought Ronaldo would be the penalty taker. I, I, I didn't know, uh, and, and when. When Fernandez stepped up to take it, obviously I, I wouldn't say I was surprised, but I did expect Ronaldo to take it if he's on the pitch. I mean, but uh, it doesn't really matter. It's a freak miss. He, he's usually, you know, the master of penalties, isn't he? I think that's the, sorry, the second or third penalty he's ever missed. So he's, <clears throat> I'd, I'd still have faith in him to take the next penalty. I don't think there's major issues there. But even if even a draw at home to Villa, even if he stuck it in the back of the net, I, I don't think a draw is good enough for the squad that we have, with the attacking talent we have, for the players that we have, winning games at home against the likes of Aston Villa should be an absolute certainty. It shouldn't be. <clears throat> they had the best chances as well. I know we had a lot of possession and stuff, but they had a lot of chances. They had more clear-cut chances than what we did. So although we had a hell of a lot of shots, I do I, that is granted. But yeah, it, 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 it just wasn't good enough. And for me... Things need to change really, really quickly because he will start to feel the pressure now. Because uh, there is a lot of pressure. All you have to do is go on social media and you'll see uh, all the comments. And, and people are perfectly in their rights to not want to have Ollie as the manager. That is their, but it's how they go about it and how they portray it that, that bothers me. But he is under pressure uh, and, and things need to change really, really quickly. Yeah, no, look, the only way things can change is by getting results. But I just look at the dressing room now and I see how with the few additions, how improved it is from last season. And I don't think it will take too long for a few of those big players to, to ask some questions. If things don't improve quickly, there has to be more balance to our performance. And I'm talking about throughout games. We did a lot last season where we played, say, in 30-minute spells or sometimes 45-minute spells. But this United team now needs to go a step above and start performing for a match. For 90 minutes. Now, we can grind out results we've done since the start of the season. For the rest of the campaign, the problem I have with that, though, you're going to have too many near misses, like a Villa at the weekend, and and asking to be caught. Um, And that's a problem in itself. Nards, did you get much grief over the weekend from your brother being a Villa supporter? (laughs) <laughs> well, I got a message immediately actually yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too bad to be fair I was expecting videos of him and his kids singing um, but it was just a couple of messages which was fine it was it was deserved um, but yeah it's, it's, it's all good good banter in those circumstances I sent a mate of mine a, a text message for Philip for the game and I seen their lineup, and I was like will you miss Tonzebe yeah. I was only thinking when the goal went in who replaced Tonzebe I was like he's going to be answering straight away and he was he was, he was answering me straight away. Um, <laughs> Nards, the, the midfield itself, it got a bit of criticism after the game. Um, Mac, Mac, or McTominay and Fred, he get mixed up because people are kind of joining those as, as one person. They'll call them Mac Fred. Um, I have a bit of a problem with the criticism they got at the weekend because it seems like people are saying, oh, two holding midfielders um, at home to Villa. But when we just talk on this podcast, I want to speak to other people. <clears throat> They don't talk about these two players being holding midfielders. They talk mm. about them being anything, but they're more box-to-box players, maybe playing a specific role. But I, I never really feel, by the way, when we see the start, none of them are actually parking the bus. It, mm. 
what's what is the problem here? Because people have different perceptions of what's a holding midfielder and what's double pivot, obviously. Yeah, I, I do think. I mean, they're not your you know your typical holding midfielder, and I suppose. I mean, you look at say a Jorginho at Chelsea who mm. sits in the back four and or back three or whatever it is, and just dictates play left, right, and centre. Even a Kante, they'd say he's a defensive midfielder, but he's up and down, up and down. And, and you're right, Fred and McTominay are up and down, and, and they get around the pitch, and they've got fantastic energy. But I just think when you're playing, in my own personal opinion, when you're playing the likes of Aston Villa or any home game, really, if you put Pogba alongside one of those two, my choice would be McTominay, you're going to get a lot more creativity. Uh, yes, it might be a bit more susceptible to, to the counter-attack and you know Pogba might not be as disciplined as the other two or get back as quick as the other two. But with Manchester United, with the talent we've had, if you've got a Pogba sitting next to a McTominay, maybe tell McTominay to be a bit more disciplined and, and sit and not be up and down, up and down, or Fred, whoever you want to do. But I just think by playing them both in a game like that, it it doesn't it doesn't look well if you don't win the game because you've oh. got so much talent that can potentially go and unlock and, and dictate a game from midfield, i.e. Pogba and then Bruno ahead of him. So that's that, and I understand the criticisms of that because I, I kind of think I'd prefer to play a Pogba and McTominay, Bruno, and then the, whatever front three you, you think is best for the game uh, in, in, in your home games. The only problem I have is in these games when people are calling for substitutions and saying take off Fred and take off McTominay is when you take them off, we do lack balance. And it, it, it's only something that can be addressed, obviously, by, by going to Transamerica and get them that midfielder that we desperately crave. But we also craved a player on the right wing last season who we spent lots of money on in the, in the summer. And I feel for games specifically like this against Villa, and Jaden Sancho was left on the bench again at, at the weekend. Now, obviously, in Ards, there was there was a few injuries, <coughs> excuse me, and that turned up the manager's choice with substitutions. But people are going to start asking questions, like I said, when you have two holding midfielders starting a game, and they're like, Jaden Sancho can't get on the pitch. Um, what can he do? What can he do? We all know he hasn't been fantastic, but he hasn't been awful. So no. mm. it, it, and I'm, a, I'm a big believer in, in any team playing the players that are in form and the best players, not necessarily the best players, um, the players that are in form that are producing week in, week out. But like I've said a hundred times before, you, you've got to give these players games and minutes in order for them to get up to the level where you want them to be. Now, You've got to keep on playing. You've got to keep on playing and giving him these opportunities because he's clearly good enough. He's clearly world class, and, and he will produce and, and get you know embedded into the team and you know really start to <clears throat> thrive in, in an attacking team. But it's hard when it's in and out, in and out, in and out, and that's the way it seems to be for for a lot of players um, uh, at the moment. Um, so, so for me, I, I'd be very frustrated with him, and I, I was surprised he didn't start on on, on Saturday. Could we be concerned about that? You mentioned about Martial and kind of he's a bit touching, touching, not Martial. Who were we talking about there a second ago? Sancho, not Sancho. Sancho, Sancho yeah. And you mentioned how like he's he's come in and he's been a little bit hit, hit, hit and go, kind of hot and cold. Mm. You can say the same about quite a few players. Martial, um, even Danny Van der Beek hasn't really grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck yet. So there's a lot of very, very talented players in this crop, this group. Yeah. A lot of them just aren't hitting maximum. Um, that has to come down to the coach. Now, I'm not making this podcast about them, but I, I, what, I, what I did feel on Saturday was that Soldier had a lot of questions to ask, answer. Uh, 
a lot of questions that ones I, I was batting away in recent weeks from other people. Um, and I, I just look back at that game. Now it's only a one-off. And he, he spoke after the game about this team needing to respond. Their problem with the team needing to respond is he said that a lot of times last last season. Yeah. Mm. Um, I don't want the players responding if it's every month, if it's every yeah. three weeks. The, 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 then that's taking the piss from me. Then there's something seriously wrong. And I felt on Saturday, that game, the performance itself, he, he blamed on the offside goal. Just put your hands up and say, I got it wrong. Yeah. No, 100%. You touched on it before as well. It doesn't seem to be um, an identity at the moment of how we play, tactics that we play, what we're doing. It just seems to be a case of, like you said, get the ball forward quickly and get the ball into the box for Ronaldo. And obviously, you you know, counter-attack because we have got, you know, blistering pace on the counter-attack. But there needs to be more than that. You look at other teams that have, you know, been successful, the Liverpools, the Cities, the Chelsea's, uh, you know, currently the, probably the top three teams with us, top four teams in the league. And and they they do have a style of play. They have an identity. They have tactics every... I mean, that too, surely. Chelsea has tactics for every individual game. It's it's the, the level of detail he goes into. It's phenomenal. Whereas... It's tactics to get out of bed in the morning. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And it doesn't seem like we have that going into every game. It's almost a case that we're relying on the Brunos and, and the Ronaldos to, to win us the game. Even the game where we beat West Ham, relying on a wonder goal from, from Lingard. Um, you know, and then he sticks it in the top corner. Um, it doesn't seem to be... And I'm not saying there isn't, or they're not trying to work on that. The players maybe need a bit of time to embed and get used to the culture and the style of play. But it just doesn't seem that way at the moment, does it, when you're watching the games? No, it doesn't. No, look, and these are all areas to pick up on. I said last week that looking at the other teams that we're competing with this season, some of them are starting to click early. Chelsea look very, very strong early on. I think Liverpool look pretty good as well, but we haven't clicked yet. But the, no. the way the way in which teams attack, you look at Liverpool and seeing them at the weekend, it was 3-3 with Brentford, a great game for a neutral. But... It, hmm. When, when they hit the halfway line, their front three, whoever picks up the ball, they just bomb towards the box. It, yeah. It's just, it, it's like a race towards the box. Now, everyone yeah. plays differently, but it's going to be very, very predictable for teams that we come up against. If our whole idea is to get the ball and it's a whip it into Ronaldo the whole time, because I think Villa played something like a tree tri- tri at the back. Yeah. Um, and Ronaldo just didn't get really the service, and they could header those balls away all day long. It's too easy, Nars. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think I like, as I said last week, I like Dean Smith. I think he is very, very good tactical manager, and he's obviously yes. set up the team to, 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 to sneak the win. Like he, he obviously went there thinking, well, we'll happily keep a clean sheet, and maybe let's see if we can score a goal and nick a goal on the break. And it worked down to a tee for him. So he had his tactics absolutely spot on. And it's like we needed a, a plan B almost, uh, you know, because it wasn't working. Yes, we had a lot of possession and stuff like that, but it wasn't working. So we needed something else. And there wasn't a plan B where we thought, oh, here we go. The game's changing here. We're, we're creating a hell of a lot. We're going we're gonna to score. We're dominating. And it didn't seem to come. Um, it, it, it just, I, And I suppose we don't want to think that we're overreacting, but it was just very frustrating to watch, knowing that what the previous three, three games have been like as well. Um so at some point, there has to be a reaction and a change in, change in performance, a level of performance. And 
even like you mentioned Liverpool 3-3, but they, 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 they're scoring goals for fun. They score goals for fun. For us, we were just relying on Ronaldo. What a mm-hmm. wonderful goal. We, and as well as that, when he brought on Cavani in the second half, that was one of my biggest problems because not no problem with Cavani coming on. He had to come on. It's when he came on, the execution of that, it was like there was no plan. Cavani came on standing on the pitch like a cone. Now, look, he said a few days before that that he was really excited to see Ronaldo and Cavani. So would I if there were, if there was some sort of plan or way to play. And, and, and the other players in the pitch knew that. But look, it was a hiccup. Uh, well, hopefully it was hiccup and, they, and they'll pick back up from this. Um, but before I let you go, we want to touch quickly on the Champions League game against Villarreal. Obviously, mm-hmm. the last time out against them was a bit of a bit of heartache in Gdansk. We lost the Europa League final. One of those players, Moreno, I don't think is fit for Villarreal, although we might have two out with Shaw and Maguire. Mm. Those two players missing on Wednesday night would be a huge blow, especially yeah. taking players out of the fence, right? Yeah, absolutely. I think, I mean, they're huge. I mean, Shaw's arguably been the best Manchester United player for the last 12 months, so uh, he's been he's been phenomenal every time I've seen him play, both uh, for United and England. Maguire, he's a captain, leader. Um, but I, I don't mind Lindelof coming in. I, I do think Lindelof, I think European games can suit him a little bit better uh, and play alongside Varane. You got for me, that's a, that's a good centre half partnership. It's it's left back that I'd re- really be worried. Um, well, not worried. I think that's an over exaggeration. I, I, I just think you know we know how good Shaw's been, but I'm sure Dallo could come in and, and do a job. But again, with Villarreal, I mean they are the draw specialists, so we wouldn't be surprised if we saw a draw tomorrow night. But We've got to go into that game, and especially after the first game, we've got to go into that game going through all three points, and, and we have got the talent to, to win that game. It's just how we execute the game and the game plan. Funny you mentioned Dallo to come in for Shaw, and I do agree, and, and as well as that, Dallo, in his few appearances this season, has played well. Hmm. But it's just interesting that you didn't mention Tellez, and I'm delighted you didn't mention Tellez, because <laughs> defensively, can't pass the fact he's an absolute liability. People get, and maybe, but maybe the final third that he could offer something to, to Ronaldo that, mm-hmm. that if the other players last week couldn't couldn't offer. So we'll have to wait and see. Personally, it still hurts that we lost that game at Gdansk. I don't think Villarreal are a great side. They're usually no. a side that they'll sit back and soak pressure and, and hit you on the break, and they don't get many opportunities usually. Um, mm-hmm. But they have the players to put it in the back of the net, which which is quite different to us, especially speaking at the weekend. We have so many players who can put the ball back in the net and we, we, we cough up with that kind of display at the weekend. And it can't just be hit on Ronaldo either. Um, no. Ronaldo has his chances, but it has to be chance for, for coming around that midfield too. We need a team set up with Pogba, Bruno. Um, and just quickly, a quick topic before, before we move on. On these attacking players, Nards, yeah. I'm starting to get really excited about the return of Marcus Rashford. Now, although I don't know if, if it's because of recent results, mm. but looking at how we've played and maybe being a little bit too predictable on that left-hand side, I can't wait to see him back. Yeah, Rashford is, I mean, he's a talent, isn't he? We, we all know how good he is. He gets a bit of stick here and there, but ultimately his his record speaks for itself. And you've, you've got Rashford in the team, you're more confident than you are, say, with or with anyone else playing on the left-hand side. I'd have Rashford there as, as my first choice. Um, 
so yeah, it'd be nice to get him back. It gives Ollie a good problem to have, and I, and I want Ollie to pay play the the players that are informed, the players that are performing on a Saturday, yeah. the players that are creating chances, scoring goals, not just playing players because of the name. Um, I, 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 I'd say the same for Lingard. Like for me, he's been one of the, the better, you know, most exciting attacking players that we've seen in the glimpses we've seen him on the pitch. So there's no reason why he can't fight for a starting line, a place in the lineup as well. So it's 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 a good, it's it's an unbelievable. Options we've got available to us in, in, in for the top, the front four, for example. So it's just got to get them clicking together, performing, and only to pick the right 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 set of lads to win the game. Fairness to Lingo when he played in the Carabao Cup last week against West Ham, although we lost the game. Um, yeah. In the second <clears> half, and I was thinking about who could who could the manager bring on. There was actually part of the game where I was thinking, I hope he doesn't bring on Bruno and take off Lingard because yeah. Lingard was playing so well. And He's we the best player on the pitch. Yeah, well, for, yeah. Us, for us. Excellent, and it's very important too for a player in Ireland to, to come in every when he when he does come in. But when when he comes in, is to play well and to contribute because that'll give him the huge boost. It'll also give the manager a bit of a chip on his shoulder to say, "I made a right call here. I've kept this player. He's proven me right. He's scoring goals, and he's eager eager to get more games." So look, there's positives and negatives to, to this podcast. Obviously, in the back of a defeat. It's going to be mostly negative, but yes. but, but we're, we're not suggesting there's any big, big, big decisions need to be made just yet. What we are suggesting yeah. is there's definitely a need for improvement because if it doesn't improve, the inevitable will probably come knocking. Um, Nards, quick prediction for you from, from the Villarreal game. Do you know, I think it's going to be very, very similar to the game on Saturday. Villarreal, you're going to say Gdansk. I was like, hope not. No, 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 no. In terms of how the game will pan out, I think we'll have a lot of the ball. I think they'll sit behind. I think they'll, you know, play for the counter attack and get, you know, get a couple of chances on the break. But I think we can't go another game creating the chances we've created or opportunities we've created and not score a goal. So I'd go, I'd go two 0 United. Yeah, that that would do. I, to be honest, in terms of big big scoring for the Real Betters in the Europa League. That final last season, I just want to beat them one nil. Just get the job done, get back on track with with, with three points, yeah. and um, hopefully next time we're speaking, it'll be more positive for people listening. Thanks so much. Subscribe to the Straycast and all your favorite podcast platforms, and get your news. I'm Anthony at straightynews.com. Nards, all the best till we speak soon. Take care. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network.